Welcome to the Bet Most Sports Podcast. We're coming at you live and direct from Norfolk, Virginia. I am your host, Avery Fuller, sitting with my co-host today, Stephen Trotman Bay, a.k.a. The Guru. And we got a ton to bring to the table today, including some NFL, some NBA. We even got some baseball and hockey. But first, let's start with boxing. Over the weekend, it was um, pretty significant of how boxing went. Uh, we got Norfolk Zone, Keyshawn Davis. Uh, he uh, put on a show. If you didn't know, then now you know. And take a look because you'll see. And, yes, my man put in work. Uh, as you can see, he represented us well. You see that Norfolk on them shorts? The Norfolk on them good. shorts stood out. It looked real nice. And he actually co-headlined to a degree. I, I don't feel like it was co-headlined, but um, that's how it was treated uh, on the Shakur Stevenson card. But uh, if we just talking about Keyshawn, what you think of the fight, Guru? <laughs> Excellent fight, man. Excellent fight from the youngin. I never seen nobody get hooked that many times consecutively. Uh, yeah. And to the degree that he got hooked, like every hook came with bad intention. Brutal like force. none of the hooks that was thrown was like to set you up for nothing. These was to really put you out of here. And to my man's um, defense, he had the strongest, one of the strongest chins i ever seen yeah, in my life. Yeah, absolutely. Cause he because there's no way you get hit with that many hooks in a row and you're not defending yourself and you don't go down. And I don't think, like I seen uppercuts to hooks, he really had his way. Right. And he couldn't knock him down. Like, to me, that was amazing. That, that made a, a pump, but I, I, I don't know why that's the case. Like, why, um, when somebody getting hit that much, they trying so hard not to go down that they're going to just continue to get hit even though they can't defend themselves. Uh, but I'll tell you one thing. He was a trooper. He was a soldier going against a president or something straight up because uh, my man rap. The businessman. Straight up. He, he put in that work, and I'm a big fan of Shout out to Keyshawn. Keep it up. Um, on that same car, we had – Shakur Stevenson, but before we get to him, I want to talk about the fight between Amanda Serrano and Katie Holmes. I don't know if you watched that fight. I turned from it. I, I didn't. The fight was was substantial. Um, I feel like Serrano won the fight, mm -hmm. but Katie Holmes' hands are so fast. It's stupid. Like when I say she was, she was throwing three-punch combos while Serrano was throwing one punch. The only problem is her hands was too fast because she was missing. For her three punches she, she threw, she probably landed one, if that. It was crazy for them to put the fights on at the same time. Yeah, yeah. that's That wasn't fair. I feel like it wasn't fair to the uh, women in that regard. Because, that's right. You know, but they they held their own. And truthfully, I feel like they should be a fight of the year candidate. Well, you know what I'm saying? And need to go check it out. I feel like they should do it again. Because I feel like Serrano put that work in. Even though, you know, Katie looked. Serrano had Katie looking the worst I've ever seen Katie look in a fight. And that's because she hurt her. She hurt her substantially. So, um, But outside of that, the Shakur Stevenson fight was um, pretty interesting. And I found that interesting because he was in a pro 
Oscar Valdez crowd, you know. Right. And everything he did, it was like everything was against him. So um, for him to be able to stand up in that type of environment and not just, you know, win, but he beat him up. He made him look bad, too. <laughs> he, to be he honest, that's the worst I ever seen yep. Oscar Valdez look. He made him look terrible, to be honest. He, like, beat the man <laughs> like a drum. It, it's it's weird because Oscar landed a ton of shots on him, more shots than probably anybody ever landed on him, but they had no effect. And Shakur right. looked so much bigger. He and did, I, didn't he? He, he? he looked like he, um, he, he was fighting at a weight that Oscar shouldn't have been at. Right, but I know it was just. I thought it was just me. Yeah, I I know it was based on him kind of hydrating. You know what I'm saying, and and building himself back up because he he's naturally fast. So it ain't nothing you're gonna do about that. Um, but but you know, shout out to Sh- Shakur, shout out to Keyshawn, shout and, out Shakur and know. Keyshawn. I gave y'all both of those picks, by the way. Oh yeah. Um, and I had Shakur going over ten and a half rounds. I tell you, you better you better subscribe because. One thing that the guru do is so win you some money. He just giving people money. Just giving people money. I, I just keep winning. So I'm just gonna keep winning while y'all <laughs> keep listening and watching. Uh but anyway, um next up we gonna talk about some NBA. Let's get right to the NBA side of things. Let's talk about Philly and James Harden. And what do you feel like Philly has to do? to at least stall the series until Embiid come back. James Harden got to be the MVP James Harden. Yeah. Not the playoff James Harden. You think he got it in him? You think he can still do that? I can't say because he hasn't proven that he, he can. He like, definitely I, hasn't shown it. I want to say he can because I believe he can. Mm-hmm. However, he hasn't shown any signs. And his teammates is kind of frustrated with him. Yeah, yeah. Um Tyrese Maxey. <laughs> totally disrespected the man. Like, like he was the second or third year player. Right. And James, you know what I mean? Like, James Harden was the second or third year player, and he was the superstar. It's, it's weird because it don't even seem like James Harden got the hunger that I'm accustomed to seeing from him. You know what I'm saying? Like, he in a game, and it seemed like he's just a regular person. He's not a superstar. He's just a star. And it's, and it's weird because he's playing for a max contract. So that makes it even weirder that this is the season and it's the time. Like, this is the time for you to really show up show, show up out. because there's no superstar on the court other than you. Yeah, exactly. And he ain't doing it. And there's no bigger superstar on either team yeah. bigger than you. Which is crazy. And you are underperforming like he had 16 points in game one. And that shouldn't be... I feel like that shouldn't be allowed, and I, I feel bad that that man's legacy is going to be surrounded around. It's like if he, I, I feel like if he um, dropped the ball, shit the tank, fuck up again, I feel like even if he win championships, it's not going to change his legacy. Because well, like well, his, if his he dropped the ball here, ain't going to be too many more championship opportunities. And with that said. Guru, you think uh, James Harden is worth a max contract? No, not right now. Not the way he's performing. No, absolutely not. And that's that's gonna that's gonna open the, the door for other issues 
You know what I'm saying? Because it's James Harden, number one. And if you think about it, you can kind of put James Harden and uh, Kyrie in the same boat. I believe they kind of in the same boat. Like, I don't trust neither one of them long term. Yeah. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm only giving them one year contracts from here on out. Like, you got to prove it. Yeah, that's that's the biggest thing is that you definitely got to prove it. And he not doing it. And um, with no Embiid, which Embiid is uh, sideline right now with an orbital fracture. Right. Uh, with no Embiid, it's going to be um, a whirlwind for Philly and a luxury yacht dance day party for <laughs> Miami. <laughs> you know, it's, it's – I mean, truthfully, I would have picked Miami over Philly with Embiid. Mm. Now it's on steroids, especially if Embiid is delayed in his return. So it's hard to tell, but – but Philly actually put up a fight in game one. Like, they was leading at halftime then. I think they forgot that the game was played two halves instead yeah. of one. They went to sleep. And they kind of got whooped in the second half. And I think that's a lot to do with Doc Rivers. So, that was going to be my, my next question. What does it say about Doc? Well, you know how I feel about Doc anyway. Like, I never was a huge Doc Rivers fan. Like, yeah. I felt like he had a team in Boston that he should have won more with. Definitely should have won. I felt like he had a team at LA that he should have at least got to the finals with. You know what I mean? He had a Chris Paul in his prime, a Blake Griffin in his prime. DeAndre Jordan was playing superb basketball at the time, and he just had a full roster. So, right now, it sounds like he's just living off of that one championship. And he's going to finish with that one championship. Mm, man. Especially if Embiid don't come back strong and healthy in a, in a series where it's at least tied. Right. You're 100% right. Um, okay, so I <laughs> I feel like uh, Doc Rivers is overrated. Totally. You know, because I feel like a, a lot of it is more players than um, coach. But I don't know. I, I, it's a tough position to be in if you're somebody like Doc Rivers or uh, James Harden, but James Harden just got to do one thing. Even if they lose the series, the expectation without Embiid is for them to lose. But he has to show up. If they lose and he don't show up, exactly. If he if he scored thirty a game, he'll be fine. As far as a a max deal, right? If he can Uh, score thirty a game and get his regular eight to twelve assists a game, six to ten rebounds a game, then yeah, he's worth the money because he's doing his part, right? You know, he's getting the team involved. He's scoring. He's rebounding. He's playing James Harden basketball, the James Harden basketball that led him to the MVP. Right. The James Harden basketball that led him to the first big contract, you know. Um, but he's not looking like and that guy. He, before he got traded, they was talking about getting the biggest contract ever. Right. And Max had looked at him like, nigga, I do not. He's, <laughs> hey, he's a bum. Max like, looking at him like, you sitting beside me? Let me get that contract because you don't need you, it. Exactly. You're taking some of my money. Boy, I tell you. Um, okay, so let's let's talk about the, the Grizz and the Dubs then. Um, it's a pretty good series, but it's it's physical, you know? Yeah, they playing 1990s hey. basketball out there. Not to that degree, but that's, what I like that's the see. way they reffing the game anyway. Yeah. I, I hope they continue to, to go that route, but I also feel like um, a lot of what they was doing was uncalled for. Like, I don't feel like Draymond should have got ejected for a flagrant two foul that they called on him because he just grabbed the man's jersey. 
Right. You know what I'm saying? He grabbed the jersey. That's a part of the the, the game. It ain't like he grabbed the jersey and slanted him on the ground. But he, he hit him across the face. You know, the, that was the first right. initial but even thing that, that they saw, the, 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 uh, the wind-up and the forcible blow it, it, it won't no wind to up, the though. face. But I think that's the, the biggest thing. It, it won't no wind-up. He just he literally just – he raked him across the, the face, which truthfully is a part of the game. But I don't feel like that that warranted a flagrant too. He, he almost dislocated the man's neck. That's how hard he hit him <laughs> across the head. Uh, I agree now. I don't think he should have been kicked out the game because I've seen worse. It's it's people. It's just the way they're kind of reffing the games these days, according to the rules. You think that they just reffing that that way against Draymond? Well, I think Draymond, you know, his reputation caused him to get ejected. Which you think that's fair? No, it's not. Like that's that's pretty messed up to. Like, what if he changed? What if he, uh, you know, went to rehab and changed his whole thought process and his mentality? You know, put on a leadership role and say, you know, I'm going to be a better example. And then, yeah, hold him accountable for things he did in his past. I actually seen something Draymond said that I kind of agree with. He said that, uh, well, if you're going to ref me based upon reputation, then you got to ref me based upon that it's a great percentage of chance i get that steal swiping at that ball that way i usually get that steal so if you're not gonna give me the benefit of the doubt in one way you can't kick me out the game right you can't you know what i mean like take it away right you know because i do make this player a a, a lot Mm -hmm. you know and being that i make this player a lot you don't give me the benefit of the doubt in that in that regard you know so so um but i don't think dylan brooks should have been kicked out the game neither yeah, yeah. It's it's weird because both teams need both of these guys. And they just ejected them like it's not the playoffs. You know, it's annoying, but I guess it's a part of the game. But what's weird is is the, the fact that I feel like Memphis is actually better when Dylan Brooks and Ja are not playing together. So and it's it, not strange that they kick them out the game, and the game that they kick them out is the game they <laughs> win. One, yeah, which is – is, it, it wouldn't be weird to see them say, take a day off, Dylan. <laughs> you know, but, but the Dylan Brooks file did kind of um, take Gary Payton the second out of the game. And it, and he was in the starting lineup primarily to disrupt John Morant. And I think now that he's out for the series, it's going to expose uh, Clay Thompson. You think so? Yeah, because Clay was that perimeter defender, and Ja dropped forty-seven on Golden State when Gary Payton went out the game. That's crazy, but I mean, maybe because I, I do know that um, Clay was at one point a significant defender, a lockdown perimeter defender, and now he is, you know, after three severe injuries. Right. You know, he's definitely not the same Clay. And he shouldn't be. Right. Right. Not right away. I feel like he can get back to that form, and I hope to see him get back to that form. I hope so, too. But because that would have been a good matchup in Clay post injury on the perimeter against somebody like John Morant. Right. You know? But they're going to miss Gary Payton. That, they, listen, they're they going to need him. They're going to need him, or they're going to have to ramp up their offense. Oh, that can be done. <laughs> yeah, that can be done. <laughs> that can be done. Not a milliseconds. All right, so this year's uh, six man of the year is Tyler Harrow. Congratulations, Tyler. Shout out. 
Um, I feel like he deserved it. You know yeah, what I'm saying? He was a clear cut favorite. You know, he he probably shouldn't even be a six man, but I understand. Right. You know, when you're that deep, you're just deep. It is what it is. Uh, but shout out to, to him. Um, who you got in the Sons and Mass series? Phoenix. Dallas ain't beat Phoenix all year. Man. I don't see him beating them all I, year. I can't see him beating them either, especially if they at full power. Nah. Like, truthfully, um, Phoenix might go back to the finals. I see that. I see I see them in Golden State in the Western in the, Conference finals. Yeah. And, and that should be a great one. That's going to be a fun one. Because they've been like one and two in the West all year until Golden State ran into their little injuries. Right. And Memphis went on that little run. Um, they've been the two best teams in the West pretty much all year. Well, we'll see. What what you feel like um, the Mavs got to do to win? Um, probably suit Jason Kidd back up and get him out <laughs> the coaching. <laughs> get him off the sideline and back, you know, running the point guard next to Luka. Put Mark and, Cuban and, on the bench. Yeah, put Mark Cuban as the coach and bring back Dirk to play small forward. You know what I mean? <laughs> the jet to run around and do a little airplane uh, sprints after he hit a couple three pointers. Other than that, they don't stand a chance so, against Phoenix. They can't stop DeAndre Ayton. Yeah. And if they stop uh, DeAndre yeah. Ayton, they can't stop Devin Booker. And they can't stop Chris Paul. You know, and they got Mikael Bridges to kind of defend, frustrate. Defend, defend. Yeah. And they got. Uh, Crowded to kind of frustrate uh, Luca. So, speaking of Luca, when Luca was drafted, so was Trey Young. Right. And just looking at the NBA playoffs now, it's, you know, the Hawks is out and everything. And I was watching how Luca was shut down. Mm-hmm. He actually came in an interview and said, Yeah, they shut me down, which I don't think I ever heard anybody, you know, come out and just admit that what they did worked. Right. You know, <clears throat> so, um, during that draft, Luca was originally drafted by Atlanta. Correct. And Trey Young was drafted by Denver. I mean, Dallas. by Dallas. Mm-hmm. And then they traded. Right. Who won? <laughs> hey, look. <laughs> it's odd because I was just talking to Chef Daniels the other day. Um, and he said that the guy in Atlanta... The GM in Atlanta mm-hmm. should be fired by now oh for making that trade. And I was kind of – I had to stop him. I said, hold on. That was kind of like the most fair trade I've ever yeah, seen I mean, in my life. And I said, if you want to be technical, Trey Young has had the better career thus far than yeah. Luka Doncic because Trey Young has been to the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, prior to this year, Luka has never won a playoff series. Yeah. That makes a ton of sense when you really um, put it in that perspective. And then Trey, <laughs> Trey was the first player since Tyler Archibald to lead the league in total points and total assists in the same season. So it's not like Trey Young is over there struggling. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Luka ain't led the league in nothing. So you, you know how I like to swap. If we swap them right now in this series that uh, Dallas is going against uh, the Suns in, do you think the Mavs give a better – response it's kind of odd because i actually do right simply based upon the fact that trey young is i'm not gonna say he's more difficult to guard Mm -hmm. but he would be more difficult for you to match up right okay with mikhail bridges so the game because of his size right 
you would more than naturally put Chris Paul <laughs> on Trey Young, and that'll be a long yeah. day for Chris Paul. And I like Chris, man. You know, I like him. I like I like all the Phoenix perimeter defenders, even Devin Booker. But Trey Young is just different. Yeah. You know, and Luka is different. But Luka moves a little slower. A lot slower. You know, well, he, yeah, he a, a lot slower. He can't shoot nearly as good as Trey Young, right. you know, from distance. You know, um, I, but I, he's bigger. Yeah, he's, he's bigger. He's That's much and, bigger. And, and it makes him easier for guys like Mikael Bridges and Crowder to defend. But it also gives him much more vision on the court, right? Because he's a pretty much a, a white LeBron. You know what I'm saying? I mean, not what he might be a little better than LeBron, especially at that age. Not from an explosive perspective. No, nowhere near. But just more so from his intelligence. He got that IQ. Right. Right. You know that goes. That's what gives way. LeBron that advantage. That IQ mixed with that Size explosiveness. And explosiveness, yeah. You see what I'm saying? If Luca had LeBron explosiveness, then the, the league would be Luca's. Yeah, hundred uh, <laughs> percent. So, uh, the Charlotte Hornets is in search of a new coach. Uh, Michael Jordan is out here doing his thing, um, and one of the names that came up as a new coach was Mike D'Antoni. Now, in my opinion. Mike D'Antoni some shit. <laughs> what uh, <laughs> Steven Smith say? <laughs> what I mean, what Steven Jackson say about it? Steven band, Jackson. Call him. Steve, Steven Jackson actually posted a comment. Um, we're going to post it up here in a second. It says, uh, Dear at Hornets, I love being a part of the alumni, but please, if you hire Dan Phony, we will not win. <laughs> Melo going to get his numbers, of course, but show me when the last time Dan Phony won anything. So many other coaches out there was playing and coaching experience. San Cassar, Rasheed Wallace, Damon Stoudemire, and so many. It's it's weird that Mike D'Antoni is still coming up in these that uh, is, coaching that, conversations. That baffles me. It, it, like, what the hell did D'Antoni accomplish in the NBA other than small ball, offensive Teams running up and down the court and playing no defense. He's a defensive liability. He's not even on the court. All he do is coach offense. He's a really good offensive coach, but I feel like great coaches they they on both sides. They they strategize on both sides. They you got you know to be to able coach. to stop somebody, right? And you know when he had James Harden, he just kind of let them run wild. That's why I think James right. Harden was so successful, right? I will say this though: if he was to get the job in Charlotte, they would be probably the most exciting team to Absolutely. watch offensively. They're exciting now. now. That's why I say they're exciting now. So imagine if they was in Dan Tony's system where they was just running and letting it fly. Right. Like you know, I'm definitely if Dan Tony get the job, you can mark my words. I'm gonna take every Charlotte Hornet game over. <laughs> I don't give a damn what the total is. Every every Charlotte the game total can be two fifty. I'm taking it over. <laughs> if Dan Tony get a coaching job in Charlotte with them young fools, I'm taking every game over. Well, I mean, listen, I hope not, but yeah, I hope you know. I don't think um, I seen Michael Jordan make some dumb decisions in his day. Now, well, so, he, he's and this he's, would be by far he's known top of the list, one of the dumbest. If he had, what my man say, Mike uh, Dan Phony. Dan Phony. <laughs> All right. Well, coming up. We got some uh, NFL, talk about a little bit of DeAndre Hopkins. We also got some uh, MLB with the Yankees. And who you got for the Stanley Cup? Bet most sports will be back.
Welcome back to the Bet Most Sports Podcast. We're coming at you again live and direct from Norfolk, Virginia. Um, we was talking before about the NBA, and uh, we just got some interesting and breaking news <laughs> come through. Uh, ben Simmons is going to be getting back surgery. In the news again. It's going to have him out three to four months. Mm-hmm. Like he ain't already been out for three. He's been out 13 <laughs> months. <laughs> so What's three to four more? What you think, Guru? You, you think he he really getting some type of sur- surgery done, or you think it's a ploy? Well, like I say, they say the man had herniated disc in his back, right? How you get it? But then you was ready to come back, game three. Now your back is so severely injured that it requires surgery. Yeah, a surgery that you could have gotten in the thirteen months that you've already been sidelined. Um. I don't think Ben Simmons is ever going to play for Brooklyn. I, I, I never thought play. he was going to play for Brooklyn. Listen, I'm almost convinced he don't want to play basketball. I'm I'm leaning towards that next. He's going to get this $20 million and then retire. <laughs> the man is a... Uh, extortion artist. The man is the, 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 the illest to ever do it. <laughs> <laughs> Robbery by way of trickery. He, he, he know how to get money, that's for sure. That's a hustle. Hustle mode every day. I'm they must teach that in Australia. They teach something. He's a scammer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so last week um, the NBA draft was – I mean the NFL draft was pretty um, interesting. It was wide receiver riddle. I, I loved every second of it, though, personally. Even though um, we ain't do a ton, but it didn't matter. Um we still got some issues. You know, the draft then came and went. I think for, for me, I was expecting um, Debo and Jimmy G to get traded and Baker Mayfield. And no, the people that I did not expect to get traded got traded. Mm. You know, so what you think of the uh, draft and what do you think of the, the transactions that occurred? Excellent first round by the Giants. Kayvon <laughs> Thibodeau and, uh, my big boy Evan out of um, Alabama, the left tackle. We had a great first round. You know, that was what stood out the most to me. <laughs> <laughs> and the Jets, the Jets had an awesome draft. The Jets had the best draft, I feel like. I out just of East Team. hate that it's the Jets because they're going to still be the Jets. Yeah. I think that if the Jets put together that same draft for the next five years, they'll be Super Bowl contenders. <laughs> so you you feel like they should make a uh, do a Philly uh, thing and, and trust tank. the process. Trust the process exactly. Yeah, mm. yeah, trust the process. Well, I can't say the Jets got a product of San Francisco, and as long as they got a product of San Francisco who know what he's doing on the defensive side, mm. um, I feel like truthfully they'll be close to a playoff team this year. I I feel like it's the second year for Zach. And he kind of have the expectations set. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's only so many times that uh, a person going to be um, caught off guard. You know what I'm saying? Right. Especially based on uh, the information that he was able to upload from last season. He, um, I'm pretty sure he is working on finding ways to get by the issues he had. But I feel like as far as his, his talent, he's he going to be substantial. I can't say that the organization uh, has done everything that they can do as far as this draft and even the last draft to kind of surround him with 
the weapons right. that they needed. Like they got steals after steal mm-hmm. after steal in the draft. And in it was draft. just like how are you getting all these players at the time that you're getting them? It's it's interesting to see um how it's gonna be. And then they were a front runner at one point to get Debo Samuel. Uh and San Francisco was like, We ain't had that. That's not gonna happen. We're not gonna trade Debo Samuel. And I think I'm the one that said, um, we're not gonna trade him. Debo would be a big help now. Like he Absolutely. would he would fit like a glove with the Jets right now. Absolutely. In that offense. But you want to know what I saw today on, on online? What you saw? It looks like Debo is going to sign with San Francisco. I don't think he's getting traded. You must have opened up the checkbook. Hey. Listen, I think that he's realizing that ain't nobody going to pay him what he want. So did you pay the man out the Betmore Sports account or did you pay him out I, the uh, Fuller uh, Production account? I, I tried to get it out the Betmore Sports account. Or the... Uh, Full of photography account. Which one? Which account did you pay him out of? Uh, listen, <laughs> I I would have to go through all of them. <laughs> Every last uh, account, even my my daughter's, you know, had to take all her, her money too. Mm. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, all in all, I, I just, I, I feel like we're going to keep him and I feel like we're going to keep Jimmy G. What do you want with Jimmy G, though? Like, if he's not going to start, what do you want with Jimmy G? Listen, that contract can't sit on the bench. Right. It, th- that contract going to have to sit on the bench. And the only reason why I, I say that is wherever he go, he's probably going to sit on the bench. No. Well, no. He's he's also um, not going to pay that man that much money to be a backup quarterback. When they paid him that much, he want a backup. <laughs> exactly. So <It> change. <laughs> nah, hell no. He's gonna have to re- restructure. So, so what you saying is, what you you saying is that if you got a quarterback on your team that make twenty five million dollars a year, which ain't nothing now for a quarterback, and you got a nothing for a quarterback, right? Fifty million dollars a year. Twenty five million a year for a backup quarterback. No, at the time he got that twenty five million. But we're talking about now. We don't. Are you going to pay a backup quarterback if you own a franchise? You're going to pay your backup quarterback twenty five million dollars, and your starting quarterback a rookie salary. Uh, all I'm saying is, think about it this way: if you, the coach of a team, and your starting quarterback come in the game and stink up the place, mm-hmm. and then you put your rookie in the game. Now your quarter, your your starting quarterback didn't usually stink up the place, right? You know what I'm saying. And so before he stunk up the place, he got paid. He get in the game, stink up the, the place, and then you put your rookie in, and your rookie come in and he show command, take over. What you think gonna happen? That's a great analogy. However, we can't compare a midseason adjustment to a preseason decision to start. A player that's on a rookie contract and bench a player that's making twenty five million that doesn't make good business sense. So that's kind of like not in the coach's control. That's in the owners and the GM's control because they're going to look at look at the situation and say, "Hey, we can use that twenty five million to help build a roster." Absolutely, and I don't. Do, we could use that twenty five million to help satisfy Debo Samuel's. We but, can use that twenty five million to prepare to pay. Uh, uh, Trey Lance. I, I think my, my biggest thing is like um, for for San Francisco, for instance, they can't release them because they're gonna still be on the hook for that twenty five million. You know what I'm saying? There's no trade partners out there for him right right now. So are you saying that we should just start him again? 
if he's on the roster, me personally, if he's on the roster, he should start. I, like Trey Lance hasn't done enough to take his job. I like, agree. I haven't yeah. seen Trey Lance do enough to take the position. You know, it's kind of like a position that they're trying to give away and hopes that Trey Lance is who they drafted him to be. I hope he's who they drafted him to be because we ain't have do. a first-round pick this draft at all, bro. Like, y'all had a hard had draft. A Did y'all have a draft? Yeah, we actually got uh, Drake. Drake Jackson. Who? <laughs> uh, look, he was a second-round pick. So, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm interested. You know, I, I had to say Drake because, you know, Drake made that bet on he the made other that Drake. On the other Drake. Yeah, the other Drake. He should have bet on both Drakes. Hey, and that's crazy that both Drakes went to USC. Mm-hmm. I'll take them, though, especially in the second round. So who won the draft? The Jets. Who 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 lost the draft besides <laughs> the Niners um, and the Raiders? And that, why the hell was Jared Jones and his son getting so excited after they – who the hell was these people drafting I, to make them that, this excited? Like – I think they were just fronting. Uh, they they, they, they flashed fronting. on the war room. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> These clapping. people is ecstatic. Mm, mm, and mm. they drafting <laughs> bums. Bum after bum <laughs> after bum. <laughs> and the whole room is in bliss. Hey, sometimes you might need to collect a significant amount of bums in order to be a Super Bowl winning team. I see that they uh, kind of criticized. Belichick for his first round pick, but how can you criticize a guy with that many rings? Like, my thing is, how can you criticize a person who picked like that every draft? Yeah, right. and how do you question his direction? Like, the man is just—he don't give a damn about the draft board, the best available. He don't care if the the guard that he drafted out of Tennessee Chattanooga was the twenty fifth rated. <laughs> Overall guard of the draft, <laughs> or if he was the first rated man, wanted him in the first round, and he took him. Yeah, and my thing is, I think he's earned the right to make any decision and not it be seen as questionable. And that man gonna probably be an all pro. Uh, <laughs> hey, it wouldn't surprise me though. It would not surprise me. It a damn show uh, change the way people think and look at uh, Belichick again because. Uh, if his genius extends that far, then I can tell you right now, it's going to change the whole franchise again. Absolutely. You know, you, you kind of think after Tom Brady, that's it for them. But no, because they still got Bill. And Bill is a – he's a decisive person. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I'm, a, I'm a fan of that. I, he make a decision. He know what he want. Right. He look for it. He go get it. And he make it work for him. So what would you rate uh – the Eagles as as far as their draft day, not just the draft picks, mm-hmm. the draft day trade for AJ Brown and you know things of that nature. Well, number one, that's what they needed, right? Uh, so with them having Devontae Smith and AJ Brown on the field at the same time, I, I feel like um, I would put their receiving core just under elite, just under though, because I don't feel like Devontae Smith has done enough to um, put them over. I don't feel like A.J. So, Brown done it. So they got a top 10 receiving core now? As far as the core as a unit, absolutely. Top five. Top 10. <laughs> don't push it. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I feel like that, that trade uh, for, for Philly was the noise they needed to make because they didn't do nothing. 
the way the offseason has been ridiculously crazy, they did nothing. Right. And so they needed to make some type of splash. And this splash for them um, pretty much helped put them in a position where um, they might be considered a, a favorite for the NFC East. Especially if um, the the Giants start Daniel Jones. Well, you know, that's going to happen anyway. But <laughs> who who is Philly going to start at quarterback? Jalen Hurts. You Listen, feel like they're the best team in the NFC East with Jalen Hurts. I feel like Jalen Hurts not a bad quarterback. I don't feel like it's bad neither. I I just feel like he he doesn't have a ton of experience, and I feel like he don't have that um, security blanket, or he didn't have what a do security now? blanket. He he got one now, and now it's just time to see what he can do with it. You know what I'm saying? If if he can't do nothing with what he got now, is this a boom or bust year for him? Boom or bust. Either you gonna either he gonna perform and get himself some of that quarterback money, or he gonna get itself released or traded. Well, no. All I know is good luck, Philly. <laughs> <laughs> the NFC East still trash, yeah. um, even after the, the, the draft, but they're a little more interesting. So, right. you know, I, I'll take it. <laughs> I mean, you kind of ain't, ain't got no choice. Um, the Arizona Cardinals also traded for Hollywood Brown, and, you know, I feel like that was a good – Nice, timely trade. Yeah, especially uh, once <laughs> the news broke that DeAndre Hopkins was juicing. Yeah, yeah. Let, let me ask you this. Matter of fact, I'm sorry, Hollywood. We're we just going to go past you real quick because DeAndre yeah, is a little bit bigger. Um, go right by you, Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> what do you feel like DeAndre Hopkins, um, he, he decided that he won't um, appeal, which to me that admits guilt. Right. Uh, but what do you think that does for him as a player and as a possible Hall of Famer? Well, if they doing a Hall of Fame like they're doing every other sport, he probably can forget about it. Yeah. Especially in the first five or six or seven ballots. You know, if we're looking at baseball and other sports of that nature, they don't take uh, juice and Ser- – I mean, not right. serious. Right. Yeah, like, they, 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 they take, take it, it very seriously. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, um, I think – I don't want to sound judgmental because I'm not that type of person. I believe, like, different performance enhancement um, supplements, Mm -hmm. I feel like they should be allowed by everybody. It makes the game better. Like, I don't feel like it gives him – I feel like it gives him an advantage because if he's the only one doing it and the people that's checking him are not doing it – right. It makes him a little. It gives him a little advantage, you know. That's why I feel like everybody should be able to do it. I, I feel like um, we'll determine what his legacy is this year, because if he just get back in the game and his business as usual, he continue doing what he been doing. But how do we know he not still on that shit? Well, the NFL need to be on it. You know, well, I'm, I'm sure they're gonna test him and test him and test him and test him. But I'm sure they've been testing him before before they found out. Like, yeah, I mean, that's- how do we know? That a person with this kind of contract, this kind of money, can't find a way to manipulate the system. Imagine you, you think that that's going to compromise him getting another pay- payday? It depends on, like you say, how he perform when they don't think he's doping, whether he's still doping or not. Right. I understand. That that's I mean that's a tough pill to swallow, man. Definitely, I, I, man. I because you know I was a big D Hop fan. Right. Like, right. and, and I'm, I'm still I had him right there as the number one receiver. 
But I can't say he's the best receiver in the league if he had an advantage. Now, the question is, who else been juicing? <laughs> <laughs> you know Byron Mines would like else? to know. Who else been out there? Uh, so, so you suspend a man. For six games. No, no. You suspend a man a full season for betting on his team. Right. That's crazy. When he wasn't even playing <laughs> oh God, football. That is crazy. And then you suspend a man six games for cheating. Where's the integrity of the game? Like, I'm, I'm kind of lost with the integrity of the game rule. I think it's all a formality. You know what I'm saying? I think it's kind of like a mandatory minimum. You know what I'm saying? Like, one of those things where... Um, mandatory minimums need to be written in stone, though. Like, that need to be in the rule book. Right, it shouldn't be. Like, because the- both of them are forbidden. It's, it's stated that it's forbidden to gamble, mm-hmm. right? It's stating that it, it's stated in every sport that it's forbidden to take performance enhancement drug. I think so. I think, which is a, is a bigger black eye to the sport? Um, the gambling. Think the, of, the gambling think about, doesn't give you an advantage on the field if it's a game in which you're not even a part of. Like the man was away from the team, right? But I don't think that you can measure the gambling side based on. Um, whether or not he was there, it's one of those things where if you gamble, you break. That's breaking I, a rule. I kind of think that that should fall into the mandatory minimum. That kind of makes you in a in a an accessory yeah. and not the actual. You know what I mean? Like it's kind of a different law when mm-hmm. you're not a part of the team and you're just really a spectator. You know, it's not like I'm betting on a game that I'm playing in versus I'm taking performance enhancement drugs to gain an advantage over my opponent in the games that I'm playing in. Right. So I I, I guess in that type of situation, it'll be uh, frank to say they should consider um, each of those situations by the details. Right. You know what I'm saying? For instance, if B-Hop took a performance enhancing something in the offseason and he just took a test for it now, you know what I'm saying? And they found it in the system. And it could have been a, a, a Viagra that, that just got something in it that's I- illegal. And he might not have known, hypothetically speaking, of course. Right. Um, but do you base it off of that? Or do you just base it off it was found in your system, so you got to be held accountable for it? Right. And we don't know, right, at this time, what the performance enhancement drug was. So, you know, we can't speculate on that. But, however, it's to me, kind of like when they give a man – 40 years for selling drugs and they give a man 10 years for murder. Right. Exactly. Like, that's you know it. what I mean? Exactly like, it. You know, or they give a person that's out here, you know, uh, harming little children eight, 18 months and they give a drug dealer 30 years. Yeah, like, that's, that's, where's the fairness in any of this? Like, if I really take a, if I take a drug that gives me an advantage on the football field, uh, one of the most physical sports out there, and I take a and I take a drug that make me maybe faster or stronger or even more physical. You know? Mm-hmm. And D Hop is a physical receiver. And if you look back at some of the games in which D Hop was fighting and carrying on, and mm-hmm. that might have been due to the fact that he had you know, the man was on that shit. Roads. But I I mean, listen, I I don't want to take too much away from D Hop. No, um, I don't either. You know, once the, the details come out in regards to uh, what happened or what he took, then I feel like that'll put some things into perspective. And then if he come out on, on the field and perform the way we're accustomed to saying, if he fall off, then his career is going to be defined by Absolutely. the performance enhanced. But 
if he I don't is see him really falling off too much like it depends on what he I, because I don't know how steroids really affect you in that game right that's why I said if he fall off then yeah they're gonna hold that against him right but if he continue what he left off then it's it's a question at that point like like you said is he still doing it or is he just good and we should treat him as such and it makes you look at him like, when did you start doing it? Right. Like, bro, <laughs> you know what, what the I mean? hell? Was you doing it the whole time? Or, you know what I mean? Like, the key question is why? We don't, but, but see, if you don't know when he started, you don't know why. Maybe yeah. he was a, 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 a dud. <laughs> Maybe he was a bum and didn't know how to get right. off his. Because what? who was really D-Hop coming out of college? Was he a top receiver coming out of college? He was good in college, but I don't think. Like people foresaw him being the greatest right. receiver in the NFL at no time, and and, and was he juicing in college? <laughs> we don't know. It gets deeper. Exactly. Oh man! But I know one thing for sure: you can take all the performance enhancement drugs you want to mm-hmm. take and work for Betmore Sports. Come on, we don't care. We're high. We'll sign your contract as long as you know how to pick a winner. Come on, man. If the, if the performance enhancement drugs make you pick better, we want you. Hey, and 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 listen, if they got some performance enhancing handicapper uh, drugs that people can take, let me know. Send, send them my way. Because <laughs> if I get any better at this. It's, 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 if you get better at it, it's retarded. Like, it ain't going to make sense. They, and I'm going to get gonna better. You're going to go to prison because they're going to be like, you lying and you cheating. <laughs> <laughs> Golly. Uh so the Saints, one of the biggest things that we've been looking at um, Badger. is where is Tyre Matthew gonna go? And he's been in the free agent um market for a while. Um out of all the splashes that made, he did not make one until now. The Saints signed him three years thirty three million with eighteen million dollars guaranteed. What do you think about that pick for the Saints and what is it gonna do for him? Hell of a pick for the Saints. It definitely um Boost up their defense. Oh yeah, it definitely. I think they lost. Uh, what was the guy named that was playing safety for them? You know, sometimes um, names come in my head and they go. Dude from the Eagles, right? Yeah, he played for the Eagles. I think he uh, Malcolm Jenkins. Malcolm Jenkins. I think he just retired or left. He did. He retired. So that I mean, that's an excellent fit. Absolutely. Fit, you know what I mean? Like a perfect fit. And is and you know, the Hunter Badger is a is a Louisiana guy. Yeah, he went to LSU and he's from Louisiana, so he's back so, home. Yeah, that's. I mean, if he keep going the way he's going, he could finish there. Definitely back home, man, with a uh, Wode in them. <laughs> Wode, what's up? Uh, I feel like that's a good pick for them. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what it's going to do for their team uh, overall because they still got Jameis Winston at quarterback. And while I feel like Jameis Winston, he has improved a tiny, itty bitty bit. He hasn't approved, improved enough. You know, Jameis Winston is a Florida State Seminole now, so it's only a certain amount of bashing that you – and he's a national champ. In my world – So it's only a certain amount of bashing that you're going to be able to get away with in when my it comes world, to Jameis Winston. That Florida State stuff ain't, ain't been the same since Peter Since Ward. Jameis Winston. He oh. won a national championship. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, since Jameis then. Because um, I remember Peter. Peter was the, was the GOAT. Shout out – Peter Ward, man, so, that's my guy. Sorry, Ron. Damn, why you bring that man? 
<laughs> last time I seen uh, Peter Ward at the Florida State game, I, re- I said, God damn, why you do my homeboy like that? Man? You know this is my homeboy, right? Right. Uh, like, uh, but uh, that's- being a Florida State fan, I loved every minute of it. During that that time, I, I um, I was a, I was still a UNC fan, but I was rooting for Virginia Tech because it was just a I lot. I was of rooting for the Hogans too until they played the Nose seven, in the championship. <laughs> yeah, and I wanted them to lose by thirty, and I won some big money on Florida State that day too. And they probably lost by thirty. Nah, they they put up a good fight to the second half. Oh, to Peter Ward did this on the punt return, and they punt the ball to him. Virginia Tech won't the same after that. So disrespectful. Man, man, man. Okay, so um, also during the uh, – well, not during the draft, but over the weekend, your boy, OBJ, Odell Beckham Jr., was – his Twitter fingers was gone. <laughs> it was gone. He, itching. <laughs> he uh, posted that he was – he talked to Debo and he got some some tea. And he was talking some shit. I spilled the, the, the tea first off. That's some punk shit to do. <laughs> <laughs> to go right on Watch Twitter and say, should I spill the tea? What Bruh. man say spill the tea? Uh, like, exactly. That never crossed my mind to ever come out my mouth. <laughs> I got spill the motherfucking tea. tea. I remember somebody asked me one day, say, you got the tea? I said, what the hell is, what the hell is you talking about? Got yeah, damn no. tea? <laughs> talking about you got the, the tea. And then Debo posted, go on here, bro. Debo said, did you see after, after he made the last tweet? Because he had made another tweet after that that say, mm-hmm. Debo to the Patriots, wow. Debo say, at <laughs> this point, bored. man, that man just bored. <laughs> and, and then uh, Trey, Trey Lance popped up, up in, in there too and was just like, um, good news only. You know what I'm saying? So it, it was it was odd that my man OBJ uh, uh, had that mentality to go out there and just Man, bored. he bored. He that, trolling, they're trolling to the max. Bored. He that, bored, <laughs> man. That trolling is a skill set. See that boy, man. Come out, come holler at us, uh, OBJ. You know right. I'm a huge fan. Come holler at us, man. We got plenty of uh, activities for you to get yourself involved in if you got that much free time on your hands. So, OBJ is also a free agent, right? Right. Probably not gonna get signed no time soon. Uh, but he, my man Cam Akers, he said, you know, what? I'm gonna take another, that number three. Another Florida State guy. Oh gosh, Florida State, Florida State, Florida Killer State. Killer Cam. Um, and Odell got a problem with it. Like he on the team. <laughs> like, <laughs> bro, you ain't on the team. You can't call the number and say that's my number. But you ain't on the team. Cam Akers is on the team. Yeah, but Odell ain't on the team yet. So, what you think of that? Like, Odell tripping. That's that's some diva ish. Oh, there I was. There you took the words right out my mouth, man. My man being a super diva, and and like I say, Odell, you know, once a giant, always a giant. <laughs> so I'm a big Odell fan and Cam Akers, Florida State guy. So I can't I can't referee the referee this one, <laughs> but my man tripping. My man say, God damn, bro, like why you. <laughs> Why you get the number three? Like, man, that's the number I've been. I, right. That's what I wanted. Like, I'm on the team, <laughs> nigga. You ain't on the team, nigga. You don't have a you don't have a uh, a dog in this fight. Exactly. How you questioning what I got? Like, your contract valid? Right. You don't have a contract. So if you come back to the team, oh, they'll just wear another number. But you know what? My problem is with Odell right now, bruh. You should just be focused on getting that knee right. Right. 
because you suffer way too many injuries to be tweeting and going at people over numbers. Get your numbers up. You get your numbers up, then you go about a number. I still got a little beef with Odell for not catching that ball when he got injured. Oh, my gosh. It cost me all that money in the Super Bowl. Like, yeah, you know, it cost and it was me a substantial injury. And, you know, get well soon, Odell, but you cost me a lot of money, boy. <laughs> sure hope so, because, golly, i tell you one thing. I'm just – I hope he get on the field this year. He probably won't. Even though uh, people recovering from ACL injuries, like uh, they done jammed their finger, or he recovered quickly from the, the first one, very quickly. Um, and Adrian Peterson recovered the second time quicker than he did the first time. That's the problem, because Adrian Peterson, he ain't just recover; he recovered and came back and had the best year of his career. I feel like Odell can do the same with the right <laughs> team. I don't feel like. He'll ever have a better career than he's had up to this point. I feel like if he stay with the Rams and he's healthy, he will have way better numbers based solely upon the fact that he won't be double or triple at no time with Cooper Cup on the other side and Allen Robinson. I think the problem is is sometimes you got to take from Peter to, uh, from Peter to feed Paul, but having too much firepower can be a problem in some cases but not with a gunslinging quarterback and an and a offensive air rated minded head coach I, I just know players like Cooper Cup he gotta have his touches he's gonna get them and then Allen Robinson they're gonna have to get him acclimated right but then you have a diva coming in there with o- Odell that was there and was a big part of why you won the Super Bowl in the playoffs Odell showed up Absolutely, but a big part of that also is because Robert Woods towards ACL, and that opened the door for him where they needed him to fill that spot. Right, right now they got Allen Robinson, but he was still a diva. Yeah, he was still a diva. Right. So it's a couple of variables that that play into that. He was still a diva. He was also with um, the Rams. I mean the the Browns. Right, and um, the Browns. Pretty much made him feel like he needed to uh, step it up. So I think he was just happy to be on the field. And now it's going to be different. He was happy to be on the field with a quarterback that would actually look his way and throw him the ball. Right. Exactly. And now Baker Mayfield don't even know if he's going to play that field. Got a spot for you too, Baker. Draft is over. I only think people need quarterbacks no more because it was one quarterback drafting in the first round. And then the next one after that came in like the third round. So what do you think that that means for Baker Mayfield? For Jimmy G will be fine because, again, we'll keep him. But I'm pretty sure paying Deshaun Watson $230 million fully guaranteed, they're not going to want to keep and take on that $18 million from um, Baker Mayfield. So at what point is they going to give him away? Because that's what's going to happen. What you mean, release him? No, they're going to have to trade them for peanuts. But that's all they're worth. <laughs> not the 18 million not, say a little and, different. And, and not the not the planners peanuts. Damn. The great value. 7-Eleven. The great value peanuts. Or the food line brand. That is, mm. man, well, I'm I'm just looking forward to us re-signing D-Bow. But Seattle still needs a quarterback, but Seattle kind of said they removed their name from the hat. 
Right. Didn't Seattle get a quarterback in the draft? No, they didn't, did they? No. They went straight past every time because I thought they was going to get Malik Willis. Yeah. Every time they came up. disrespected Malik Willis. Yeah. I think he would have been a great fit. I think he's a great fit for Tennessee, though, honestly. he Actually, he's probably a better fit for Tennessee. Because he's going to be able to sit for a year or two. Not only that, but it's a run-heavy team. Right, and, and he, he, got I, he right, and he contributes to that, and he has the strongest arm. Right, but they they need a receiver to replace AJ Brown. That's the problem. They need a receiver. Debo would be a good fit over there, bro. Debo not going nowhere. Listen, if Odell would be a good fit in Tennessee. Odell would be a good fit. I feel like o- Odell can go there and be a number one receiver. Anybody signed Juice Landry yet? I, uh, somebody did the Falcons. I think. Oh, they did. Yeah. Um, Landry would have been a good pickup there too. Would have been a great pickup, but I mean, hey, all I know is I'm looking forward to the season because I want to see all these changes put in motion. Because there's so many of them, it's going to be so hard to keep up in the beginning, of course, um, with all the changes until you see them in, in motion. And you know, it's going listen podcast. Podcast day then is going to be substantial, boy. I tell you, ooh we. So now that the draft is over, right, mm-hmm. and we and we and we declared the winners and the losers of the draft, mm-hmm. who is your favorite to so, win it all? Who is the best team? Who is the best team in the NFL after post draft? Post draft, best team in the NFL, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Better than the Rams. Better than the Rams, absolutely. Tampa Bay Buccaneers is just a well-rounded squad, period. And I, I feel like they are um, – they have that – the mentality of the team is the, t- the Tom Brady mentality. You know, people feel like Tom Brady is the golden that he bring a ton to the table, but what people don't realize is that he bring the mentality to the table. And that mentality changed a lot of the thought process that a lot of his teammates have. The moment his teammates see him, they mentality is, oh, I'm playing with the GOAT. I got to up my game. You know what I'm saying? And I've actually read an interview, and I can't think of who the player was, but he he was just saying to himself, you know, uh, he had got picked for the Pro Bowl, and he looked at Tom Brady and was like, yo, I got to the Pro Bowl. It was like, man, that don't matter. He said, there's only one game that, that matters, and that's yeah, the game we're trying to get Super to. Super Bowl. Now. Right. And he said that changed his whole mentality. He had to conclude that it's not about him and that it's a, always a bigger goal and that's the TB mentality you know TB12 so along with their per- personnel I feel like the mentality makes a, a difference um, is it going to be a dog fight absolutely um, I I can see Green Bay in the mix uh, I can Green see the Rams Bay. in the mix yeah what the hell did Green Bay do to put them in the mix besides getting rid of their best receiver? I, I don't think it's about And they do still have Aaron Rodgers who is is that's a the cold biscuit in the postseason. He's a cold, he's a James Harden in the postseason. I mean, right now he is. I, I hate to use that analogy because he's won a Super Bowl. Yeah, he James did Harden win a championship, even, so I don't want to make that comparison, but they're kind of the same. But as of lately. I don't want to make that comparison though. Okay. Um Man, do got at least one championship. Well, okay, he's an he's Anthony gonna, Davis. He's going. Well, he, no. He's an Anthony Davis. Well, I go with that. Okay. Um, but I, I feel like that he's still going to get his team there. They just not going to get over the hump. Right. Um, he lost his two best receivers though. Yeah, 
he he did, but you never know. They could have picked up something in the draft that's gonna make a substantial difference. They hell, they in the Debo sweet states, even though Debo ain't going nowhere. But you never know if you give him Debo, you know that might change the element of the the game too. It'd but be a good place for Odell to go to. Oh yeah, if if I feel like Odell has it in him where he can go to any good quarterback and be great. If you go to the Giants right now, not going to happen. Come to Giants, Slander. <laughs> if you go to the Cup Commanders, it's not going to happen. He could go to the Dallas Cowboys. It's Ain't. not going to happen. But he'll be a good fit in Dallas. He'll, he'll definitely be a good fit he'll in Dallas. He'll be a great fit back with the Giants. <laughs> no, he won't. Great fit. <laughs> we'll welcome him with open arms. You're, you're definitely welcome because you need him. But I just don't feel like you, you got to have quarterbacks that um, – Minimize their mistakes and capitalize on opportunities. And the one thing that the NFC East lack is those type of quarterbacks. So um, when you talk about it, Aaron Rodgers, even Denver, send one of them to Denver and, and watch Denver be in the Super Bowl conversation easily. You know what I'm saying? So, oh no, all I know is it's one of those things that NFL can't come fast enough. Golly. Come on, man. Come on, man. I'm I just can't waiting. wait. And look, on the next podcast, I'm going to give you actually the record that Bet More Sports was handicapping NFL games. Oh, oh, that's even better. You can see the guru at his best. So when these new <laughs> NFL packages roll around, you will see how much money Bet More Sports won the subscribers during the NFL season. And it was a ton of money. Absolutely. Believe that it was mm. a ton of money. Well, I know one thing. I'm going to be sitting right there ready to get that money. <laughs> <laughs> Coming up, we got some uh, Yankees. The Yankees are on 11 game win streak. We're going to talk go, about Yankees. that. We got the Stanley Cup coming up. So we're going to talk go, about that Rangers. as well. Uh, and then we got overrated, underrated, and we got the Gurus pick of the day. We'll be back. Don't want to miss it. Welcome back to the Bet Most Plus Podcast. We're coming at you again live from Norfolk, Virginia. We appreciate you uh, by far. And let's get into some MLB from the gate. Uh, the New York Yankees has won 11 games straight. Let's go, Yankees. 11 games straight. That says a ton about the Yankees, but what do you think it means? It's too early. It's too early. I, I, I'm, I'm a huge Yankee fan. I don't like to get excited about the Yankees. Around this time of year, but I'm 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 excited. It's, it's because it's ex- expected. It's odd because if you can win like that, I feel like you should win like that. Right. You know? I think I think right now is the fact that we kind of started off slow and we actually lost a series to the Baltimore Orioles early in the year, and Toronto beat us up pretty bad. Um, People was kind of just all, all already writing the Yankees off, and it's like the first <laughs> one of the baseball season, and y'all done wrote the the New York Yankees off. I've seen a ton of handicappers talking about the Yankees like the Yankees couldn't win a baseball game, and then we won eleven in a row. I bet they're picking them now. Absolutely, they was picking them then, to be honest, <laughs> and they was kind of upset that they was losing, but now that they're winning, they're they're cashing in. 
I know we cashed in on a lot of Yankee bets because bet more sports kind of bet the Yankees all the time. Yeah, and there's no bias. It it it, it it's no bias, but it's bias. Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. But well. not when it comes to not not when it comes to actually handicapping the games. You know, when it comes to the the gurus picks, the guru is not going to give you the Yankees unless he feel the Yankees is a lot. Absolutely. Now the guru might go and bet the Yankees himself based upon his own personal feelings, but I'm never. I will give you Baltimore against the Yankees. I will give you Toronto versus the Yankees. I will give you anybody against the Yankees if I feel like the Yankees is going to lose. Right. You no, know, I'm not going to mess up the subscribers' money. Not at all. It's bad for business. Guess who's a subscriber? I am. You co-owner? What the hell are you talking about, subscriber? <laughs> I, I, I got to be a subscriber for my own. Also, we got the Stanley Cup fi- uh, the Stanley Cup playoffs. Let's go Rangers. Or the NHL playoffs, rather. Um, and it's, listen, this year in the NHL, it has been significant. I, th- I feel like they're scoring way more than they've ever That's scored before. a lot before. of good hockey band playing. Like, every game that I see, even when I'm going to bet, because, again, it's a lot of winning bets to get on – NHL, but I see a lot of games just over seven point seven seven seven. I was I even seen one before the game started at like eight over, and to have the expectation that he's gonna score eight goals in a game, I feel like that is crazy. Before the Stanley Cup arrives, we're gonna compile the numbers of the Betmore Sports Hockey oh picks thus far. At least, so when next year comes, you'll know that. It's mandatory that you get a hockey pack. Because mm-hmm. I'm telling you, that hockey that hockey is, hey, pay attention. If the guru uh, give you a, a free hockey package, you better jump on that the moment he put it up. Or just nip it in the bud. Don't wait for it. Go to betmostsports.com and subscribe. With that said, though, it's NHL playoffs. Who you got? Now I'm about to say something that's biased because the New York Rangers are kicking, alive, well, and kicking. But we, I don't, we have the team that can win the Stanley Cup, mm-hmm. and we have the odds right now to bet that the Rangers is winning the Stanley Cup, and I think we like 1,600 to 1. Hey. We've been a top team kind of all year. Like, we all the, all of the good teams in hockey we've beaten. You know, all the Carolinas and the Tampa Bays and the Torontos and the Colorados, and we've beaten them all. However, I I, I kind of see Tampa Bay is playing good hockey, man. Um, Carolina's playing exceptional hockey right now. So I would kind of say between Florida's playing good hockey, but they let Washington beat them mm-hmm. in game one when they was a home favorite. A lot of home favorites lost game one. Mm-hmm. Even the Rangers, we lost game one in a three-overtime thriller. I, I think that's the, the thing about hockey right now that's so different than what it's been in the past is that anybody can win. Like, it's it's no team that's far-fetchedly more dominant than any other team. An eight seed can be the one seed without it being a problem. But, see, that's the good thing about hockey because hockey only sends the best to the postseason, like you can have a, a a hell of a winning record and not make the postseason. The hockey right. based upon the points, 
So hockey is one of those sports where when when the playoffs come, it's damn near everybody's even, to be honest. It's a few teams that you'll sprinkle in there that's not on the caliber of some of the top tier teams, but that's few and far between. Like right now is is really the cup is anybody's. Mm-hmm. But I would say that Tampa Bay and Carolina. Well, I got the Washington Caps. And <clears throat> I feel like the way they played against Florida last, last game is it's, they look good, bro. And but Washington kind of plays Florida good anyway. Yeah, the whole thing is they just got to maintain throughout. If they can maintain throughout, I feel like they'll be fine, and I feel like they'll be in the Stanley Cup. Now, if they'll win it, I don't know. But I feel like they're going to be there. And when the Stanley Cup reach, if I'm right, you'll know it because I'm going to say it. I'm going to make sure that y'all know. But, um, yeah, that's my, my pick, Washington Caps. They play not, – not, not a bad not a bad pick. They play, they, they play well, I think man. you're being biased because you like to pick a lot of teams close to Virginia. You yeah. do a lot of DMV picking, <laughs> I, 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 except for when it comes so. to your teams. <laughs> you do a I, lot of DMV picking, man. Like, I mean, but, but you do a lot of New York. Every team you got is from New York. So yeah, but I don't state. pick them to win no damn championships. Yeah, but, I mean, when you're in a league that anybody can win – and you don't have a hockey team, so you know. Of course, your bias would be to the closest hockey team to you, right? You could have if you could have picked if you could have picked the Norfolk Admirals, you would have picked them. I damn sure would have instantly. That like that that would have been a hundred percent bias. I would have been a hundred percent biased. <laughs> no lie. Uh, so let's let's get to one of my favorite um, segments of the podcast, and that is overrated. Underrated, and this week it's the NBA edition. So I got a ton of NBA players out here that we're gonna show, and we're just gonna talk about whether they are overrated or whether they are underrated. You ready, set, and go. The first person that we're gonna put on the screen is gonna be <laughs> that guy, Kyrie Irving, with the uh, Brooklyn Nets. Uh, so tell me, Guru, is Kyrie overrated or underrated? <laughs> <laughs> so, o- overrated man he's, he's overrated, based okay. upon the fact that they got swept out the playoffs and he was partnered with Kevin Durant that makes him overrated in my opinion uh, and I hated to say that I I really hated to say that because I'm a huge Kyrie Irving fan well watching him play I don't feel like he's overrated I they feel like he, he's rated in the first round right but they got swept by a better team mm-hmm. Like, don't get me who wrong. On, who who on Boston was 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 quote unquote better than Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving Jason, or Jason Kyrie. Tatum? Okay, and he Jalen Brown. No, <laughs> both no, of them was no, better. In, no, in that, in that series. series right. No, we're talking about coming into the series. If you say I got Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, and I got Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, you're not going to say, oh, Jason Tatum and. Jalen Brown is going to sweep Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. That's never that didn't cross nobody's mind. Nobody's going to ever. If say, you didn't get a win in the playoffs, you are overrated. I'm willing to say Kevin Durant is overrated uh, right now, based upon I, that series. <laughs> and that's my favorite player see what you did. in the NBA. <coughs> God, Lee, medic, Listen. medic. 
<laughs> I don't feel like that. Um, he's overrated. I feel like he played the way I expected. Man, him. the man said he was better than Allen Iverson. He's overrated. <laughs> he ain't said that out loud. Did no, he? no, he didn't say it, but the people said it. Man, listen, I don't. I'm a I'm a huge Kyrie Irving fan though, but I'm, I'm gonna give you I'm gonna <laughs> give you next year to prove me otherwise. Right now, you're overrated in my opinion. It's the guru talking. I'm I'm not a Kyrie fan. And I feel like they may have had more cards stacked against them than anything. And I feel like they need to get rid of Steve Nash mm-hmm. and Kyrie totally needs to change agree. his mentality. Shit, he probably need to go on and get uh, vaccinated even though they um, got them in it to ban. Kyrie might retire. That would not surprise me, bro. At all. Kyrie that, and Ricky Williams are goddamn basketball. Damn, that's terrible. But that's a fucking, that's a real analogy, bro. Because Ricky Williams was tripping. My man ain't want to play football no more so he could smoke weed. <laughs> Next up, Imagine we got. Imagine Ricky Williams having to get vaccinated. Oh, my gosh. Hmm, no chance. <laughs> <laughs> we got Julius Randle. <clears throat> Next up. and Bum sauce. He's a New York Nick, so I had to put him up there for, for you, Guru. Yeah. Overrated, hey, underrated. You put the perfect picture up there for him because that's the, <laughs> that's what I get him a thumbs, thumbs down. down. Put it back up there, thumbs Man down. Man got a max contract and cold bitch. He's not the leader of a team. Need to get rid of you. Uh, and I like Julius Randle. Like I said, I never hate on nobody who's getting money. Mm-hmm. But on the Knicks, we don't want you. So what did I say about the Knicks, though? They gave Julius Randle a max deal. The man played good basketball that year. He played, he played what they call fool's goals basketball. He played Did he play Max well Deal enough, basketball? Huh? Did he play Max Deal basketball? He played well enough to be, be a franchise player. Oh. Right? In their opinion, not my opinion. Because <laughs> they the one who wrote him a check. No way in the hell I would have wrote him that right. check. Right, yeah. I, I, I no. probably. Hell no. I can't see that being the, the case. I feel like he, he played well, but not Max Deal well. No chance. Next up. You ain't give me a rating, though. Did you say he was overrated or underrated? Oh, I didn't, did I? because <clears throat> he, Oh, he, he's definitely overrated by far. Like, I, I don't see him coming close to a max deal at this point. He he got his money and then stopped balling. Well, he only balled really. Like, For a year. And I think, I think, I think uh, the coach, Tibbs, had a lot to do with him. Okay. I mean, I, I can't see that being wrong, but I feel like still, like, I feel like the Knicks should have had a much better season, especially with the personnel they had. Kimmel Walker, for him to not be able to, um, you know, um, <clears throat> build the r- rapport that he needed to be successful, you know, I don't feel like that system probably worked for him. Um, we need a new coach. But, yeah, I got players that's going to make a difference. Um, what's the young boy from from Duke? Cam Reddish. No. Oh, uh, oh, the Canadian. Uh, yeah. You know my, you know my mind uh, be drifting some time. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's what will happen to mine right now. <laughs> Something. He was a. His first name is an initials, right? Uh, R.J. R.J. Barrett. R.J. Barrett. There yeah, you go. There you go. Man. Yeah. Man, uh, work with me, <laughs> bro. Brain fart season. Um, 
but yeah, like I, f- I feel like he he is positioning himself um, where as long as he can be consistent, at some point it'll be his team. I don't really think he's a franchise player type of caliber player. I think he's a solid number two. You don't think he can develop into that? Um, no. Well, you heard it from the guru. I would like he to a Knicks see fan, so. us get Dame Dollar. Not going to happen. And Zion Williamson. Prepare <laughs> with R.J. Barrett, and then we'll have something that looks like a basketball team. But y'all will still be the Knicks, so I think at the end of the day. Don't don't, don't disrespect the Knicks like the Knicks won't popping. When when was they popping? When All the, through the nineties. When the last time the Knicks was popping? The whole nineties. When Carmelo Anthony was there, we was popping. How, how, Carmelo and how many Omar finals Adama. did they go to during that time? In the nineties, mm-hmm. two. They went to two finals in the nineties. Yeah. How many did they win? We didn't win in there. Okay, I, I'm I'm just trying to define what popping is. Lakers is popping. We were shit this year. We was relevant in the nineties, like. You knew that when you played the New York Knicks, you had to play basketball. Like, okay. you know, see, a lot of people that. didn't win finals when Jordan Michael Jordan <laughs> yeah. and Larry Bird and Magic Johnson was playing, and Isaiah Thomas. It was pretty much them throughout the whole nineties. I don't really see nobody else. Who else won championships in the nineties besides the Lakers, Celtics, Pistons, and Bulls? Well, I know Seattle went right, and, and the Rockets. And the Rockets, yeah, okay. And the Rockets won two years when Jordan retired. Everybody the one when Jordan retired. Uh, so, okay. you know, that's kind of – between them teams, they kind of dominated the 90s. But so, the Knicks was there, and the Spurs. The Spurs beat us one time. The Spurs beat us – I think that was in the 2000s, though. I think that was right at the end of 90, the 99, 2000. Okay. Spurs beat us. And Patrick Ewing, then we, we, we was kind of banged up in the finals. Gotcha. Okay, well let's move. But Julius Randle is uh, overrated. He's 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 a bum at this point in my eye. Mad too. LeBron James, King James, considerably um, one of the better NBA players. People are calling him the goat. I don't understand why, but to each his own. I feel like he's overrated. I feel like LeBron is is LeBron, right? The mm-hmm. only reason why I would say he's overrated is if we're talking GOAT conversation. If you're saying GOAT conversation, yes, he's overrated. If you're saying far as basketball-wise and we're just eliminating Jordan and we're just not speaking about who's the greatest of all time, we're just talking about LeBron James' career and his accolades, I'm going to say he is I don't King feel like James. I'm not gonna say he's overrated. I, I don't feel like that you can have overrated. that conversation about LeBron and it not be a goat like conversation, and that's only based on his body of work. But I feel like he's overrated because um, you notice a change in LeBron when he don't get what he wants. Okay, you know what I'm saying, and I think that's a difference maker. He also is responsible for a lot of the bullshit that's in the uh, NBA now. Flopping, which I, I ain't gonna put that totally on him. Right, he's definitely a flopper. He's a flopper, you know what I'm saying? And and that crying to the ref and and all that stuff. He he's a big part of why the game is as soft as it is now. And you know I feel like we give him far more credit 
than he should get. And I'm a Laker fan, but we're giving him far more credit than he should get um, on the floor. Off the court, he the GOAT. When it comes down to ph- philanthropy and, and things of that nature, he's the GOAT for NBA players because he, he make it a point to make his presence felt. But on the court, I just feel like he – and then, then he don't act like um, – uh, Hall of Famer. He act like the rookies that come in the league. You know what I'm saying? I agree. And it's just one of those things like the way that you carry yourself make a difference. What I'm not going to agree with you on is mm-hmm. the fact that he's overrated. Okay. Not going to say that. I'm not going to say he's overrated. So I'm going to say LeBron James is kind of LeBron James. I don't even I'm 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 kind of I'm not going to say I'm upset, but I, I don't know why you put the king on the on the screen. Uh. Why in not? an overrated, un- underrated segment. Right, listen, I, I just feel like he, he overrated just because, you know, when you put him in a conversation as the, the GOAT, I don't feel like he, he belongs. Well, no. But now, that's why I'm saying that's a totally different conversation. All right. So, next. So I'm going to say he's the King James. He, he's the King. What about this that's guy it. right here? Zion Williamson. Zion Flying Williamson. Now, this guy is, uh he can't pretty much... Um, he ain't been in the league that, that long, but so far, I think either the organization has been too cautious or um, he can't hold his own weight. Uh, for that reason, I feel like he overrated. Well, I'm not going to say he's overrated because I want him to come to the Knicks and he might watch the podcast <laughs> and see that I said that he's overrated and not come to the Knicks. <laughs> yeah. So, Zion, you're underrated, boy. Come to the Knicks. Zion. And if you play like Julius Randle, <laughs> I'm gonna say yeah, it's overrated. I think my my thing is what what happens now for him. Like the biggest reason why he's been out is because pretty much his his feet. Or I think the re- pretty much the reason why he's been out is because he don't want to be in New Orleans. Well, he said he want to be in New. Orleans. He he said he'll sign. He will resign with New Orleans right now if they offer him an extension. I wish you could play the clip. Of Kyrie Irving saying the same exact oh, thing in Boston. Kyrie did say that before he took his before past skates and skated to Brooklyn. I'm out of here, boss. That's what they all say. See y'all later. Till it's time to goddamn move on. Well, I, I feel like he overrated just because, like, if you think about it now, if his explosiveness is his Achilles heel, mm-hmm. what more do he got to offer outside of his explosiveness? Not a whole lot. For, hence my reason for him being overrated. Uh, but when he was at Duke, he was a beast. When he was in high school, he was a beast. And when his first season with New Orleans, he was still a beast. So I just feel like if he could come back into the game and, you know, he's doing videos or don't, between the lead dunks and all type of stuff. Bro, if you're doing that, why you ain't playing? He doesn't want to be in New Orleans. <laughs> Uh, well, we always got a spot for you in L.A. You're overrated, but shit, we need everything we can get at this point. Trade LeBron. Next up, Drew Holiday. Underrated. Drew Holiday is 100% underrated. He is. Listen, I, I feel like Drew Holiday is one of those everything gods. And I said gods. Meaning guards, but it came out guards. <coughs> so you know what that means. I feel like Drew Holiday should be 
an all-star every year. I feel like he is a true – He has that potential. Baller. He playing on both underrated. sides of the ball. Absolutely. And there's not a lot of people that do that, playing on both sides of the ball. So, by far. Next. Anthony Davis, I feel like, is overrated, and that's overrated. only because he can't stay healthy. He's big. He moved. Um, overrated. He he moved guard-like. You know what I'm saying? Like his skill set could be that of a guard. And I think the biggest problem that he faces is that he don't want to play in the paint. So the where he plays, it requires him to move more than his body is going to allow him to move. And I think that's why he goes through a lot of the injuries that he, he goes through. When your foot is big, like Shot had a lot of foot injuries because he wore 24, 22 size shoe. You know what I'm saying? And when you got bones that big and that small on your feet, and your feet is one of the key elements of basketball, naturally you're going to get injured. And whoever um, pick them up when we trade them, Lord, please trade them, um, they're going to deal with that, that too. I mean, that's just a part of the game. Right. You know, but again, he's overrated. He's overrated, but he did come and help and, us get a and, and I say he's overrated because they compare him to Tim Duncan and the greatest power forwards in NBA history. Listen, and he is not that. Has anybody asked questions like why Tim Duncan hasn't um, <clears throat> incurred the injuries that Anthony Davis has incurred? They play a different style of basketball. Exactly, and that's my whole point. The style that. Anthony Davis play. Tim Duncan was Mr. Fundamentals. Like, right. He but, had a game that it wasn't overpowering. It wasn't, I'm going to get on a low block and spin and dunk on you, Shaq type. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It wasn't the physical Kevin Garnett type game, but it was post up, face up, backboard. Post up, pump fake. To the basket, mm-hmm. score. You I, know what I mean? Tim I like Duncan a, was arguably the greatest power forward of all time. Right. And I feel like a, a lot of that too, while he is the big f- fundamental, he used fundamental footwork. Right. And that made a substantial difference. And that's one thing that a, Anthony Davis is not bringing to the table right now because think about it. Where's most of his injuries at? His foot. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Lower extremities. Right. So it's just one of those things where – you know, if he might want to take a look at the big fundamental and see how he can incorporate that in his game. He might need to take a look at <laughs> professional handicapping. <laughs> Next up, we got this man right here, Trey Young. Ice Trey the gang. He's young, and they call him Ice Trey for a reason, and he is underrated in my opinion. And that's only because he's the smallest person on the floor every game. Yet he is the most difficult to cover, except for his last series where somebody covered him and the coach did not make adjustments like he was supposed to. I would like to see those who said that Trey Young was going to be a bust when he got to the NBA. Yeah, Coming out of Oklahoma, a lot of people said that Trey Young was going to be a bust. Well, Trey Young in there busting now. Busting him down. Is he? Boy, I tell you. Underrated. Underrated 100%. I'm all for it. And then last but not least – this is probably, in my opinion, the most underrated player in NBA history. The point guard, point not guard. Exactly. Point guard. Say that twice, God, Lee. He, listen, my man is a player coach. 
PG three. And you know, I feel like Chris Paul is um one of the most underrated guards. Every team he go to, he take them to the playoffs. He literally, from what I've seen, I've seen him go to almost every team he's gone to was not a playoff team before he came there. And at the uh, when it was time for him to go, there was a playoff team. You know what I'm saying? He and he does it every time. And I think that it's a mentality thing, kind of like how I feel about Tom Brady mentality. I mean, his his is not as severe. I'm stop you before you go a little bit further. Zero rings. Mentality. Compa- no. Not, not zero rings compared to six. What do you got? Six, seven? Seven, yeah. Seven rings. Stop. I, no. I get Don't it. do it. I'm just speaking as far as. John Stockton. Kyle Malone. Mm-mm. I'm, I'm speaking as far as like. I can't say they own the same mentality if that man don't have no championships Listen, and that man got seven. Can't win it by himself. I don't want to put the them two reason, in the same conversation. The only reason why give I'm, me a better I'm even bringing them up is because it's based on me- mentality. He, well, he changed the mentality. mentality of another it player. Who? Who else? Gonna, I, don't, I don't know. Who I don't else. know. Russell Wilson? Me neither. You know what no, I'm saying, he got a one and right. been a two. The only reason why I mentioned But I even I take I take Russell Wilson before. Tom Brady. I only mention Brady is because Brady make his teammates better mentally. And Chris Paul make his teammates better mentally. I agree with that. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that Chris Paul perform at the level of Tom Brady or that he is at the stature of Tom Brady because he'll never be that. But I feel like that when he go to a team, no matter what team it is, he changed the mentality of he his He changed teammates. the culture and he makes them better. Absolutely. And what? he don't just make them better. About, they're playoff team. We're talking about arguably the GOAT. He ain't arguably the GOAT. Tom he Brady. is the GOAT. Okay. Like, yeah. that's not an argument. I got no, some no 49 fans that will say Joe Montana's the GOAT. Well, bring him up here with this 49 fan and have him debate it with me. Bino Davis. Bino. I'm calling you out. <laughs> Bino. Listen. Dwayne Brock. I'm calling you out. Dwayne, truth is truth, man. I'm just a person of truth. Plain and simple. Tom Brady is the GOAT. The GOAT. There's nobody and that's going to. Chris Paul is. The point guard, right? Which and make him a point he, guard go? Yeah, he's he's underrated. Absolutely. Until he, uh, but until he wins a championship, I'm gonna say he's overrated. Oh, did you just overrate him based on the championship win? Mm-hmm. 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 Ah, now nah, I'm Ooh. not gonna do that. No, he underrated me. I, I I like Chris Paul. <laughs> yeah, like Chris, Chris Paul a lot. Chris Paul uh, makes a, a difference, and I'm a big fan of it. so. That does it for overrated, underrated segment of the Bet Most Plus podcast. Coming up, it's the one thing that I'm pretty sure that a lot of y'all have been waiting for. It's the Guru's pick of the day. Don't want to miss it. We'll be back. Peace. And now it's time for the Guru's pick of the day. The Guru's pick of the day for Cinco de Mayo is the New York Rangers minus 155 on the money line. Money line, the New York Rangers minus 155 to even the series tonight. I have a few margaritas while you cash your 
ticket in at the window on the guru. Take everything you can beg, borrow, and steal and put it on the New York Rangers minus 155 on the money line. And that's the game. I just want to take the time to thank everybody once again for tuning in to the Batmo Sports Podcast. Keep in mind, this weekend, it's going to be lit. It's some NBA playoffs. We got uh, boxing, uh, which includes Canelo versus Canelo. Dimitri um, Bivol. And we also got UFC 264, Charles Oliveira against Justin Gaethje. That's going to be a great one. So tune into it all. We'll see you all next week. See you all next week. Don't forget to tune in to the Betmore Sports Live. Betmore Sports Live, BetmoreSports.com, Betmore Sports on every social media outlet. Take a look at the screen and you'll see it at some point. But with that being said, thanks for coming. Thanks for calling. Thanks for everything else. I don't know what that means, but I'm just saying something. So it is what it is. At the end of the day, Batmore Sports, we out. Peace. Peace. Till next time.